This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the show. I gotta be honest, folks. I had a whole show planned out with going into detail about the football games today, talk some NBA, talk some other NFL news with hiring, and maybe get into a little hockey as well with the Premier League uh, to boot. But honestly, I was so utterly disgusted, and I mean just fed up with watching the early game today with the San Diego and I'm not even going to call them the LA Chargers cuz like it, it's 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 a joke. It, they are the same old San Diego Chargers just utterly utterly pissing the bed against the Patriots. Like to be perfectly blunt, the Chargers could not have executed a worse game plan to pull off a playoff victory in Foxborough. That was the single worst game plan I have seen against the Patriots in at least five years in terms of teams just getting their asses handed to them. I couldn't believe for the life of me that with an entire week to prepare, yes, I know you played on Sunday, but you had a full week to prepare, that the Chargers would roll out the same lazy defense with seven DBs that they used against Baltimore last week. Yes, playing zone against Tom Brady. It's one thing when you're playing zone against a rookie QB making his first career playoff start that's not used to playing in the pocket like Lamar Jackson, that's running what essentially amounts to a college offense with a triple option. That's one thing where you roll out seven DBs and you're just just trying to fly to the ball. It's an entirely different matter. When you're playing against the New England Patriots with Tom Brady, who reads zone defenses like the back of his head, it's a zone defense is going to do absolutely nothing against Tom Brady. The Patriots basically saw what the Chargers did last week, prepared for it, they prepared for the Chargers to make other adjustments, and, you know, for the lack of a better term, they didn't even need to. The Chargers never made any adjustments. They stayed in the exact same base personnel and accepted getting their asses kicked. The The only thing this Chargers could have done any better was to bend over, stick a post-it note on their ass, and say, kick me. It, like, to be perfectly honest... This game was over by the middle of the first quarter. I put down live betting money on the Pats to to clean house uh, and in large quantities because of the fact that 
the Chargers literally showed nothing on defense that remotely resembles how you approach the New England offense. There's no, there was no actual jamming of receivers. Everyone had a free release. There was no spying of James White. Sony Michel could run all day because the Patriots went with 21 personnel, two, uh, which means two wide receivers, a tight end in Gronk, and a fullback in Devlin in backfield to block for Michel, and just ran it down the Chargers' throats. There was absolutely no adjustment by the Chargers. They knew exactly what to do. Against 70 Bs, you run the football and you keep running it. The reason why it works against uh, it worked against uh, Baltimore was the fact that Baltimore, basically running an option offense, is just trying to get to the outside. If you're running power run and you're using a fullback, yeah, you're going to get upfield because all those DBs are going to get blocked up. Like, people forget this about Gronk. Gronk is one of the best blocking tight ends in NFL history. I, I know he looks like an idiot, but the man is an absolute monster run blocker. And again, it was on display that he was blowing guys up left and right. Yes, he he's he has trouble moving down the field like he used to. The, the injuries have caught up to him. But in terms of blocking, he is still an elite blocker. The Chargers, for lack of a better term, just completely misread the situation. I couldn't believe that the Chargers actually rolled out seven DBs against the Patriots as if... They didn't do that the week before. It was incomprehensible. The fact of the matter is, is that even if they they hadn't done it last week, it was still a terrible game plan because, again, as I said, zone defenses are absolutely nothing for Tom Brady. You're never going to confuse the guy. He's been in the league way too long. He knows where the hot read's going to be and the soft part of the zone. Tony Romo was, and I'll be, I'll give Romo credit here. He was being incredibly kind to the Chargers by saying and pointing out the obvious that they have to change up the defense because zone is never going to work against Tom Brady. He was being kind. The fact of the matter is, is that, and I'm watching post-game press conferences with the Saints dressed up in ski masks mocking the Eagles. (laughs) Oh boy. Anyway, the fact of the matter is, is that Tony Romo was pointing it out on the broadcast multiple times. It was it was clear as day that the Chargers had the terrible game plan set up. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand how not a single coach on that staff could have pointed out the fact that no team in the 15 plus years we've been watching New England just dominate uh, the NFL that you can't run zone defense against Tom Brady. That hasn't worked in over a decade. Like, did you not do any homework? It's, it's unbelievable. It's honestly as though the Chargers thought that they, that if they rolled out the exact same defensive personnel, it would trick the Patriots because the Patriots would be practicing for the Chargers to do something entirely different, and that by rolling out the same defense like an idiot, that they would somehow Jedi mind trick the Patriots that 
it's it, it, it's this incredibly complex defense that they have to figure out. I mean, I literally say th- uh, sa- said this like going into the game. I thought it was going to be a difficult game because I thought the Chargers were actually going to do something different and use their uh, use their athleticism and play big because they have big guys that can actually match up well against the New England front. They didn't play any of them. I, I I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. The Chargers actually had the personnel to match up with this game and decided to play DBs. I, I, I'm flabbergasted. I am absolutely flabbergasted that the San Diego, and I say San Diego because I, 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 I've given up with the whole LA Chargers thing. It, you know what? I'm just calling them the Chargers because it, it's utterly, utterly embarrassing. I mean, and the less said about the Chargers offense, the better, because I, I said this before. I didn't trust Philip Rivers to be able to manage this game and control his emotions uh, to be able to get it through. I thought they had the focus on the run game to get it going, but they were so far behind early because they couldn't stop a cold with the Patriots' uh, rushing attack, and the fact that they had the wrong personnel to even engage the Patriots to begin with, this game was a non-starter from the get-go. So uh, there was no chance the uh, the uh, the Chargers were going to be able to get the run game going with Melvin Gordon because they were behind too early. It, it was over and done with. But in order to actually have a chance, you, you actually have to prep and do a decent prep job. Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator for the Jags, should be ashamed of himself. I mean, he was staring off into space during the game because he really didn't have any answers. But I can't understand how you you don't have any answers when literally the entire game plan would just be looking at any zone blitz schemes that you've seen in the past from the likes of a Rex Ryan as much of a goofball as he is, the man knows defense. You can you can look at any defensive game plan implemented by the Baltimore Ravens against uh, uh, the Patriots. You can always look at the Giants in terms of actual four man rush. Like the Chargers run a three four defense, but at the same time, you have to know the only way you're actually going to be able to do anything against the Patriots. Is the simple fact of the matter is pressure up the middle, jam the receivers at the line of scrimmage. It it, it really comes down to that. It, can you jam them and can you get home to Brady so he can't uh, drop off the ball? You, you try to uh, limit the blitz as much as possible because he's going to hit the hot read pretty much 8 out of 10 times when you blitz him. Yes, at times, if you're really far behind like the Chargers were, Blitzing is your only option because you have to speed up the game. And yes, you leave yourself vulnerable to get blown out, but it's the only way to force the turnover. That's what the Chargers should have done when they were that far behind. But to start the game, the fact that they went with seven DBs, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm watching the game, and I already know the game's over. It is the most depressing thing watching a football game with five minutes in, and you know the other team has so poorly prepared for the game that it's over. It is completely over with the game plan that they're trying to execute. 
I couldn't believe watching that with the Chargers. It was so disappointing watching that game today because it should have been a good game, and it wasn't because the Chargers came in with the absolute worst game plan that they could have even drawn up themselves to play the Patriots. I, I really, someone's going to have to explain that to me, how they honestly thought that zone defense against Tom Brady at this stage of his career was somehow going to confuse him and slow him down. And why they actually thought that the running game wouldn't be able to dominate at the line of uh, scrimmage when the Patriots have done that time after time with lining up a fullback to put a hat on the head and make sure you can't get up, uh, uh, can't penetrate the line of scrimmage. Uh, it's just one of those where I, I just shake my head. I have to shake my head. So I'm going to bring my dad on. We're going to talk about the Saints game and the Pats game. And God help me, but th- like this entire day of football was ruined right off the bat with how poorly the Chargers came out to start that game and just never recovered because it was a terrible game plan from the start. I can't believe the Chargers actually thought that was going to be a viable strategy against the Patriots. It's unbelievable, in my opinion, and about the height of negligence as an NFL team coming into a playoff game, but... You know, it is what it is. I'm going to bring my dad on the line here, and we're going to talk about the rest of the games, but uh, just absolutely frustrated watching that game today. Just embarrassing. That's the only word I can describe it as. Simply embarrassing to watch. All right, Callie. So, yeah, so so, let's, let's, let's run it back, Callie. Let's run it back to how that game opened up. Because the opening drive of that game, the Patriots had the ball for over six minutes and literally ran it right down the Chargers' throat. They went, they they went big jumbo package. They ran it right in between the tackles with uh, Sony Michel, and then every pass on the outside was going to James White because the Chargers kept playing zone. Like it, it was, it was ridiculous. They they left the middle of the field open with Tom Brady thinking that the pass rush was going to get there, Tom Brady can deliver the ball in under three seconds every single time. The pass rush will never get there because Tom Brady will release the ball at just over two seconds because that's how long it takes for James White to run a route and get into open in the flat. It, it, it was it was, it was was easy as can be. I literally called this game plan, but it was so easily executed because there was no... Like, everything you could have done wrong from a defensive standpoint, the Chargers uh, ran the wrong defense against the, uh, what the Patriots were going to do today. It was the – like, I can't believe – it was honestly as though the Chargers never watched a goddamn tape of the New England Patriots. Well, the problem I had wasn't even the first drive because I'm say, I, I, I always say that, well – Maybe they surprise you in the first drive so you make adjustments for the rest of the game. The problem I had was all the other drives. It was the same. They played the same defense. That, it's not like the first drive that killed me because they, uh, they got to they gotta figure this out. You know, 
when the Patriots went on the second drive, it was even easier. Well, you well, know, it's like, it, it, it's, look, let me tell you something. They went in half time and came back up with the same, the same exact defense. That's they what the same defense. That is literally on, what. On that's what pissed me off the most about watching this game is the fact that Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator for the Chargers, stuck with the exact same game plan. Romo said it multiple times. So he's like, you can't go zone against the Patriots. That's like, you know, you, you, you may want to play zone because that's what you normally do, but the Patriots are going to force you to do stuff that you don't like to do. And the Chargers, instead of actually trying to play man-to-man, just stuck playing in zone and just were content letting the clock run out. I, I couldn't believe it. I Like, there was no attempt whatsoever to get back in that game. Because even if, even if you even if you were going to play zone. It's, 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 it's the most... I... Uh, wait, you were breaking up there, Kelly. But what what I was saying is, like, the issue with this game was the fact that, you know, yeah, the, the the issue I was saying with the, with this game though was the fact that the chart, yeah, 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 you're breaking you were breaking up as well. But like the issue that I said was happening with this game was the fact that for the vast majority of it, the Chargers had were completely out of the game. And they did nothing in the in the second half to speed the game up to at least give themselves a chance. Like at least, like you can play man to man and blitz, like corner blitz, anything, anything to at least speed up the game so it makes it a little bit uh, faster for New England. They, like the Chargers played that game in cruise control the entire time, and New England was like, "Yeah, we're just gonna let this ride in neutral." Yeah, um, uh, look, let, let me tell you something. It's the most inept game planning I've ever seen. You know, the, the thing that pissed me off is that I can understand if you're playing against Patrick Mahomes. He's only been in the league basically for one year. So so if, if, if he surprises you, okay. But for you to tell me, that Tom Brady, with all these years, that you don't know what Tom Brady likes or what the Patriots is going to play, I mean, something's wrong there. Something's actually wrong. Because this is not a new, this is not a new thing. You cannot play. Look, there's two things I know about Brady. zone against him and do not blitz him because when he when he blitz he loves it. Oh yeah. Well, well, the, well, the, what he does is he space that to it. Yeah, yeah. No, the, but the reason why I, the reason why I was saying you know, you, you're you're gonna but the the one reason why I was saying the only thing the Chargers can do at that point being so far down is to blitz is because it's gonna force him to speed the game up. So at least if you're blitzing, you have guys dropping back. At least you can play that uh, that zone blitz that the Steelers like to do, and you hope you force a turnover. But that's the only thing you can do. Either you get you get burned completely, or you force the turnover. 
You don't just sit there and let them dictate the entire rest of the game to you. Like the Chargers did. Literally, the Chargers just were like, oh, you're digging a grave for me. Okay, I'll just go roll in it. You know, I don't understand how they came so ill-prepared. You know, and I don't want to hear about the West Coast thing, I, I, you know, because know. because like they were going to get their asses kicked, whether it was a four o'clock game or a one o'clock game. That game plan needed to be chucked immediately because they rolled up with the exact same defensive formation that they used against uh, they used against Baltimore, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that they actually thought that they could use reuse the exact same game plan. They used the week before when they just gave the game tape to New England and didn't think that they were going to figure out a way of just short-circuiting it completely. I couldn't believe it. Like, zone defenses work against rookie QBs. It's not going to work against 18-year veterans. Like, are you kidding me? It's, 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 It's amazing. You know, I, I I don't know. I couldn't believe that they were so dumb. I, I couldn't believe they made it so easy for for New England. You know, I really couldn't believe they made it so easy for New England. Uh, it, 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 it's the dumbest thing that I've ever seen. You know, what, I'm sitting there and I'm like, because a friend was coming to pick me up, so I'm... I'm sitting here watching the the, the the game and I'm like because I, I I tuned into the game a little too early because I couldn't find it and I look and it's seven to nothing so I'm like oh my god yeah, yeah you know so I saw when the Chargers scored that going to make it seven seven and I'm watching the the second New England drive and I'm like wait a minute. You gonna you gonna play this zone defense against against Brady? You know I'm watching them. I'm watching them. Boom! They go down. They score. They make it fourteen to seven, and they kick it off. And I think they went four, uh, three and out, and they gave the ball back to New England. I'm like, you're gonna change up that defense, right? And it's like they. I said, wait a minute, you playing the same defense? Boom, 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 boom. 21. They come back again. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. That game was over at the end of the first half. You know what I'm saying? That game was done. It was done. Because they, they kept playing that same zone defense. And the problem is, the the commentator was saying that you know rumors that you can't play that defense all the time. It, it, you know, it made he, no sense for that zone defense because the 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 zone defense is going to give up chunks of yardage, and at that point, because the Chargers have been stopped multiple times, New England just kept gashing them, gashing them, gashing them, gashing them. I mean, it, once it's twenty-one to seven, you have to change it up. You you have to change up the defense. They wouldn't change it. I I, I, cu- I couldn't believe it because honestly, 
when you came out for the second half and it's 35 to 7, you know you have to change something. Anything. And that's what was so frustrating watching that game. The Chargers were resigned to losing the goddamn game. Like, they gave up at halftime because, honestly, I would rather get beat, like, 56-something, like, like just completely pounded, than have New England just keep running the same offense and just grinding out the clock the way it did in the second half. That's the frustrating thing. You know what? You know what the worst thing about that 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 game was? That is probably the easiest game New England played all year. Oh, easily. You it, because, because the game reminded That's... me the ga- you know what that game reminded me of because it was the exact same game plan they used. You know what game it reminded me of? It reminded me of and this was this game goes back like 6 years now. It's like it's either 5 or 6 years now. I think it's it's actually probably closer to six years now, but it reminded me of when Andrew Luck and the Colts, uh, like when Luck was either a rookie or a second year in the league, they 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 won their first game, had to travel to New England on a Saturday night, and the Patriots literally lined up the uh, lined up the tackles and just ran the ball down their throat the entire game, and Chuck Pagano j- just let it happen, like. It was the exact same game. The exact same game. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, has anyone not paid attention to how New England runs their team? These games, when they know they have a personnel matchup up front that they like and can run the football, they're not going to stop until you change up the defense. If you're just going to keep running out the same personnel and the same formation, all they're going to do is just keep running it down your throat. And when the Chargers uh, basically stuffed the box, they left the outside wide open for James White to catch the ball in the flat because they didn't have anyone spying on him. I Like, literally, this was basic stuff that the New England Patriots do all the time. I don't understand how they couldn't look at a tape of an AFC East team playing the Patriots to understand how you defend the Patriots. I'm, I'm telling you, it, 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 it's the most ridiculous thing. Look, this game was so easy that, you know, Robert Kraft and his son was sitting there, didn't even bother to put their coats on. They were taking it so easy. It was, it was like a picnic. You know, they came out there and they watched it. It's like, it like, wait a minute, did the Chargers get paid off? Because... I don't understand how they made it so easy. I'm telling you, this is probably the easiest game the Patriots had all year. They, 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 they just, it's like, it's practice. It's, 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 it's the blues against the whites. And you know what? The whites are going to run, so we're just going to let you see this, and they're going to try to stop them. I'm telling you, it's like it's, it was the easiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, 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 basically, after that one came the debacle in New Orleans. The Saints were so flat to start that game. I could literally, I was watching that game, and I'm just saying to myself, the Saints were like, it seemed like the Saints were fucking partying before the game even started. 
But then I read the story. Yeah. Th- did you hear what Sean Payton did? No. Before the before no, when, 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 before when I watched the game, I I watched it. I went out with a friend in a bar, so I watched the game in a bar. So there's no song. Yeah, so here's what yeah, happened. Nothing. So, so here's what happened as part of the uh, before the 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 uh, leading up into the game, like as part of like the uh, the uh, pre-game uh, like practice. So, in order to motivate his team, Sean Payton brought out the Lombardi Trophy and two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars inside a trophy case to motivate the team. Like th- these guys were so like, already looking past the Eagles. It, it, like, literally, they were already three weeks into the future, uh, the, the the way the Saints were playing today, because they were completely unprepared the first quarter. The first quarter, the Eagles did whatever they wanted. They could run the ball. They could throw the ball. The Saints were just a complete mess. And the, they, uh, the biggest issue with the Saints today, and they better watch themselves next week, because I think Drew Brees' arm is uh, getting a little tired. Because Drew Brees had a little bit of a dead arm again today where he can't throw a deep ball over 35 yards. Because there were multiple throws today where the Saints wide receivers were wide open, had a full step and a half on their own defender on the Eagles, and Brees could not throw it to them over the top. He kept uh, he kept underthrowing each throw, that's what led to the first pick because Ted Ginn was wide open. Like that was a that was an easy touchdown that Brees just couldn't throw. He couldn't get the ball to him, and it got picked. That's how that that's how that first half started. Oh, like the the second play of the game. Oh, I yeah, I didn't see. I did, I know I did. I didn't see either the the first two touchdowns because we were going from one place to the other, and by the time we got there, and I had to get the the bartender to, to find the where the, the game and everything. So I, yeah. I didn't, you know, because well, you can't well, you can't I, rely on those trainer bars to know what the NFL game is yeah, on today. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw seven to nothing, so I told the guy, "You got to find this game," and he was looking and he could find it. So I left and I went to another place. When I went there, the the the, the good thing about it is the, the bartender actually knows about American football. So he went looking and he said, <laughs> by that time it was already fourteen to nothing. I'm telling you, you know? it, it was some of the easiest drives you'll ever see because I'm watching the Saints defenders, and basically the Eagles can run the football between the tackles. The Saints were completely just out of sorts to start the game, and Nick Foles is just throwing back shoulder the entire time. Again, this was just lack of preparation because if you watch the Eagles, all that offense is is Nick Foles throwing the ball back shoulder up top and just letting his receivers box out defenders. Like if you you have yep, to ch- yep. you have to challenge the wide yeah, receivers. Yeah, you have to challenge yeah. those wide receivers because if you give them space, yeah, they're gonna just gonna jump up and catch the ball because if you don't challenge them, that's the easiest thing you can do. Give space to a wide receiver that's gonna get a back shoulder throw. Yeah. 
but but at, but like basically what you saw after the game after that first quarter was what the game was. It was a game where the Eagles couldn't move the football because they were getting challenged and Nick Foles couldn't get them the football. Surprise, surprise. And the Saints basically were limited because, again, like I said, they were getting really bad holding penalties. And then when it came down to it, Drew Brees was struggling throwing the deep ball. So they had to rely so much on Michael Thomas on those intermediary routes that Thomas had to carry the offense. Yep. Yeah. But I will but the one thing I will say though that 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 was a bit different was I, I do have to give the Eagles credit. Mike uh, Michael Bennett played his ass off that game. Michael Bennett was oh, run stuff yeah. was run I stuffing the the hell out of the, 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 that game because he abused yeah, the Saints' offensive line. Yeah, I felt sorry for him. He played like a monster, you know. That that was like that was easily Michael Bennett's best game since uh, the 2015 season where the Seahawks made it back to the Super Bowl. That was literally the best game I've seen out of him in years. Like I I hadn't seen that Michael Bennett in a couple of years now. Like that's how good Michael Bennett was today. He was an absolute oh, monster. He was, good. he was good. He was he was a monster today. Yeah. And the one thing I'll say about that game was, as much as Drew Brees was struggling, the biggest break the Saints got was the fact that Fletcher Cox got hurt. Because if Fletcher Cox doesn't get hurt, I'm not sure if the Saints come back to win that game. Yeah. I know. I, they they, they dodged a bullet today. I mean, they dodged a bullet. I didn't realize that's what he did, but I couldn't understand why they were so flat. absolutely flat they the saints and i i I predicted the saints to easily uh, smoke the eagles today because i thought the saints defense was going to control uh what the eagles offense could do so like that the rest of the game how it played out for the eagles offense was exactly how i thought it was going to play out i didn't think the eagles were going to be able to move the ball until garbage time but the issues that i saw with the saints were that they were so flat to start the game it took them forever and a day to get it going. And you you just can't do that in the NFL. You can't be that flat, especially in a playoff game. It's like, uh, you know, even against the worst teams in the league, you can't be that flat uh, most of the time without getting in yourself into trouble. But in a playoff game, yeah. like, that's inexcusable. Like, uh, to me, like, people are talking up, like, how Sean Payton motivated the Saints, but... I I just thought it was like the the Saints set themselves up for failure because of uh like that 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 whole mentality. They were so flat for that game. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like I I can't I can't believe that they were so flat to start this game and people and people want to talk about how it was a pep talk. That's the worst pep talk I ever heard of because considering how flat that came out for the game, I mean, are, are we are we serious here? Hey, they won the game, to, to, you know, twenty to fourteen, and and uh, they had to survive a turnover, you know, to to, to do it. So you know, it, it's for for the Saints being at home, I, you know. 
I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if they play the Cowboys with the Cowboys running game if they beat them in that. Because if you score Dallas 14 points with with Elliott running, I don't think you can beat them. So they may have dodged the bullet. Yeah, that's my that's the bottom line. I I took out of this was they're fortunate that like it wasn't against a team that could run the football like the Cowboys because again the 14 points that they spotted were so uncharacteristic of the Saints and it was just symptomatic of just how how disen- uh, uh, disengaged that team was they were flat they were getting whipped at both line uh, uh, on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football just just not in sync Drew Brees just started out incredibly slow and to like I said never really got into it because like the you could tell that the arm strength was not there today. Like the best pass of the day actually came from Taysom Hill uh, on a touchdown pass to Alvin Kamara that got called back for a holding penalty that I thought was you know I've seen less uh, less uh, uh, like I've seen more get called in terms of uh, a holding penalty. I thought that was a weak one that got called back, but. Um, yeah, I I just I I had a lot of issues with the Saints, but once I heard wh- uh, what that uh, pep talk was during the week, now I know why the Saints were so flat. That was a I I don't know what possessed Sean Payton to kind of go down that path of uh, motivating, but like bring out the Lombardi Trophy to pep talk your team before a, d- a divisional game. Uh, to me, that one backfired. That one that one should never be heard from again because. They were so flat for uh, th- this game. It, you know, th- there's a, there's really, really no excuse for how flat they were because, you know, as I said, yeah. you you can only you can only get away with that so much. And the Saints got their bullet today. Like they dodged their bullet today because uh, oh, big time, big time. Because the the only the, the only thing that I can say uh, about this one was the fact that you know if that game goes about a tad longer without that uh, because here, here's the long and short of it if uh, Doug Peterson accepts the penalty on that third down play to make it third and eleven instead of uh, making it close enough because people are going to talk about that fake fu- uh, fake uh, punt play. And it's true because even though they're on their own side of the field, my feeling, and Sean Payton knew it too, is that if the Eagles got the ball back with as flat as his team was, they were going to lose that game. That was that was the long and short yeah. of it. Like, he felt the nerves because they were so flat that he had to try something to get them going. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. To give it at home and end up getting caught so flat footed. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll yeah, we'll we'll yeah, we'll yeah, we'll we'll catch up later on uh because uh we get we, 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 we gotta talk about some of those uh previews for next week. But you take it easy, Callie. Okay. All right, son. All right, have a good one. All right, okay. All right, that's pretty much going to do for the show tonight. Sometimes I really hate being right, but, man, I I cannot get over 
just how utterly inept the Chargers were today. And the fact that the Saints were so flat to start the game, like something else had to be going on. And then I realized their own coach brought out the Lombardi Trophy and they began to look past their own opponent for the week. I, I, you know, I can't make this stuff up. No wonder people are just hiring Sean McVay's, uh, like, uh, baristas to be NFL head coaches at this point. Because, you know, half these teams don't even know, you know, logical approaches to playoff games. I, Again, just utterly mind-blowing just how inept some of these teams have been. But we've got the Final Four, the top two seeds of each conference, so hopefully we have some good championship games today, uh, next week, I should say. But just incredibly hair-pulling games today, watching, because, you know, what we saw clearly wasn't the best version of the San Diego Chargers. And I say San Diego because I could call them L.A., but it's the same old Chargers. It doesn't matter. Like, they just did not put out the best effort because they didn't prepare properly. You know, sometimes you bombed the test because you didn't study the right material. The Chargers clearly did not study the uh, their subject the way that they should have because if they had, they would have known what they trotted out there was never going to work. Ever, unless there's an injury to Tom Brady. That was about the only scenario where that game plan was going to work. And as for the Saints, you don't bring out the Lombardi Trophy in the divisional round. I don't care. It's a distraction for your team. It They, they got by barely because Nick Foles sucks. And again, a halfway decent QB like Carson Wentz or anyone else could have actually uh, changed the dynamic of that game once the Saints were able to clamp down on those receivers and jam them at the line of scrimmage. A different QB probably wins that game for the Eagles. Just being perfectly blunt, a different QB probably wins it. If Carson Wentz was actually healthy, they probably wouldn't that game uh, today. But the media will never say that because they would rather sell the dynamic of Foles Magic, which is, you know, utter, utter nonsense. But, you know, be that as it may, I will always give it to you straight and let you know where I stand on uh, these uh, these topics. But I was just, again, just utterly, utterly shocked that the, the Chargers were that incompetent. It's almost impossible to be that incompetent to roll out a game plan that inept. It it literally was trying to use reverse psychology and failing miserably at it. That's the only thing I could describe it as. But I'll leave it there. We'll get into a couple other items tomorrow, hopefully, and uh, take it from there. But uh, that's the end of (laughs) the divisional round weekend uh and the last four games lay in the nfl so just two games left uh, until the super bowl and i can't wait uh, to see how it plays out next week so we'll, we'll do a little bit more in-depth analysis of the games next week and obviously uh talk some nba and other sports as well so that's gonna do it for the show tonight 
Have a good one, folks. I'll see you next week.